Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Caleb Wesson and your Ohio State Buckeyes. We did it, Tate. And also Pringles and Cheese. And also Pringles and Cheese. Hey, Hoops fans, do you want to play in a basketball game with some of today's biggest stars? With Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Well, Pringles and Cheez-It are bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic, all for the win sleeve stakes. All you have to do is go vote for Team Cheez-It or Pringles at CelebrityCrunchClassic.com slash OSP. Visit the site for more details. Pringles versus Cheez-It. Pick a side, stock up, and go for the win. No purchase necessary. We are also brought to you by our great friends at Bud Light. Mm. Did you notate that not all alcohol products are required to list their... I feel like my voice is kind of deep as I'm reading this. Should I try to get... Should I do this ad read? Like, like take it as deep as I can mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. All right, let me try this. Let me start over. Barry White. Bud Light. This we're also brought to you by Bud Light. Did you know that not all alcohol products are required to list their ingredients? That was news to me. Kyle's loving this. Bud Light is changing the game. They believe that we deserve to know our beer's ingredients, so they put an ingredients label right on the packaging. Bud Light, brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. No corn syrup, no preservatives, and no artificial flavors. Find out what ingredients are in your beer. Bud Light, enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch. You sound like every college basketball player when they get asked something after a game. You know, they just mumble underneath their breath. You know, it's like, how'd the game go? How'd you feel about making that big shot? Oh, I don't know. I got to thank God. I got to thank my family. That's that's exactly what that was. I'm sure Bud Light loved that. Uh, Yeah, go drink Bud Light, as we've been doing all day and all day yesterday. Uh, The first round is over. We're recording this on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. Caleb Wesson just missed a free throw to ice the game for Ohio State, but then Iowa State missed the three to win the game, or to send it, would have sent it to overtime. My heart jumped out of my chest, jumped back in my chest. I felt a lot of emotions, uh, but I'm just trying to set the stage for everyone. We we are recording this on Friday night. We've just witnessed round one. Um, like all of you listening, probably, we are in just like a, a, a time warp of we have no idea. I don't remember when games were played. I don't mm. remember what the scores of games were. I barely remember who won. It's just all like some big mashed together 28 well, hours I hope, of basketball. I hope you remember, because I definitely don't. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. I have the notes in front of you me. You have uh, all the notes right there. It says please, here that, please hope that, you that remember Duke this. won. Yes. Uh, so we'll start there. Um, <laughs> no, uh, As is tradition. We are going to do our best to, uh, uh, as, as I said uh, uh, on the last podcast we did, I know that like if you're listening to this, it's probably Saturday morning. There's probably games that are about to start. We understand that. Uh, we understand that most of what we're going to say is irrelevant, but we want to put this out and give just... Really, it's just like a timestamp. So, like twenty years from now, when we're looking back on this tournament, and we want to remember what the round one. This was is a time like. capsule. Yeah, we are digging capsule. right now. Yeah, we're yeah. putting all of our things in there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the eaters, the anteaters. eaters. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about uh, Mario Shayak not quite coming through in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the return of Virginia. We're gonna talk about the, the, the one seeds for the ACC. A little shaky today, and yeah. Mm, Shaky first I don't know. Halves. Makes you think. We're gonna talk about the Big Ten being it's the best ratings, conference folks. in college basketball. Do it for drama. Uh, we're we're just gonna basically dump every thought. We we really have like no notes. I just have a bracket in front of me. This and is that's what it. they call a Friday news dump. Yeah. This is a Friday basketball dump. I have a bracket in front of me. Whatever I remember, I'm going to speak into this microphone. If I don't remember, mm-hmm. uh, sorry. Blame um, Katie Keurig. Yeah, and and we're gonna we're gonna just see where this thing goes. So we are going to cover as much of round one as we possibly can. But first, Keyshawn. All right, here's the deal, Tate. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm coming out hot. We're coming out hot. Uh, here's the deal for all you people listening. We're gonna talk about our alma maters at the top because uh, it's our show, and and here, here's why I'm I'm setting the stage because 
Uh, you and I both know that our, our teams are going to lose in heartbreaking fashion at some point, and all the friends of the program are going to come rush to their podcast. I do feed. not know this. <laughs> it's going to happen. The Titus curse you, you is real. Were, you were speaking this into existence. The Titus curse is going to strike. Um, so here's not the deal. on my watch. I you will guys, run. You guys listening, you have to give us the opportunity to gloat or to be excited because you know that the day is coming where we are going to be depressed and crying. So uh, it's a fair trade off. So with that being said, I don't want to hear any bullshit about like you know, us being excited about our alma maters because it's coming. You're, you're going to get your, we're going to get our comeuppance, okay? That's how the NCAA tournament works. Just let us be happy for one show, okay? So we're going to start with our alma maters. That's where we're starting. <laughs> the, those were the, the two final games played. I guess Virginia Tech beat St. Louis uh, technically last, but um, we weren't watching. These are technicalities. Yeah, technicalities. Yes. These were the last two games that we saw. Uh, do you want to start with North Carolina or do you want to start with Ohio State? I feel like I'm happier than you are, even though both of our teams won. Well, we celebrate different things. First round wins for an Ohio State program. That is something <laughs> okay. to be excited about. And okay. uh, so that's <laughs> what I, I want to start with that. And I, that's what okay. I like. The, the, All right. the we pure, can start with that. The jubilation on your face as we watch this game. And again, I had run away, but they started around the same time because, again, the Titus curse was in, in real effect. I mean, well, I We'll get to the Titus curse. We'll, we'll get to the real version we'll of that. But curse. I come back to the, the, the crunch time in this game. So we're really under 12 in the Ohio State yeah. game. Uh, you guys have been dominating the whole game. Coach Holtman's coaching a good game, but it's all going through Caleb Wesson, your boy. He's our team. He's our entire team. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it to everyone at the ringer as I'm walking around the last few days and they're asking for bracket advice. They're like, how do you feel about the Buckeyes? I said, we're the better team if Caleb Wesson stays out of foul trouble. And they said, who? And they, Yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. what? Is he Zion? <laughs> Is he related to Zion in any way? Um if Caleb we- and, and every Ohio State fan knows this, like if Caleb Weston is playing, we're an okay team. Mm-hmm. If Caleb Weston's in foul trouble or he's suspended for reasons that nobody okay. knows, but everyone knows, um, if he's out for those three games, we're horrible. We're a horrible basketball team. So our only hope is Caleb— Are they Frank Howard reasons? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> violation of athletic department policies. Yeah. Which there's, it feels like there's only one policy that these guys are always violating. But uh, anyway. Stay low. Um. When Caleb Weston is playing, we're good, and that's that's why like I was confident going into this game. I mean, it uh, you can you can listen to the when the bracket show came out, and I was like, I I feel good against Ohio State or against Iowa State. We're fine. We're we're, we're they're probably a better team, but if Caleb stays out of foul trouble, we're gonna be good. And he he got in foul trouble a little bit in the first half. They put him on the bench, but our D we were locking guys up. Uh, it was a very very ugly game, but that's how we have to win. Um, I am concerned. Caleb does everything. He is pretty much the entire team. That's a problem. Uh, it got to the point where, like, I literally trusted nobody on the team except when Caleb Wesson would get the ball. Uh, that's not going to work against Houston, probably. But for the time being, we locked up Iowa State. Mariel Shayok was taking just just pants-on-head stupid shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- I, w- I was happy. Today I was, was Virginia happy. vindication because— uh, It was, yeah. It, it was Mariel Shayok, a guy that said, I want to go somewhere where I can get these shots— uh, he didn't want to go down with the ship. Mm-hmm. He jumped ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and he did. And he went to Iowa State, and then he got handed it uh, by Chris Holman today. And there was a moment in this game. The reason I said Keyshawn, because Keyshawn Woods, mm-hmm. man from Gastonia, North Carolina, guy that transferred to Ohio State from Wake Forest. You needed a big shot. You said we need a three. I did. I literally this said is, this. It's a one point game at the time. We need a three, and we needed it to be. I said we didn't know who it was going to be, but Keyshawn was the guy. And Keyshawn gets kicked out, hits the big three. There was whenever, the whenever that Keyshawn three happened. I swear to God, it was that possession. You you were there. I I turned to you. <laughs> I said to you, I'm just I'm. You were we were at that game. We, we were, were at, at that, that game. I was there. I was game. watching. Uh, I turned to Tate. I say, there is going to be a moment in this game in these final however many minutes where an Ohio State player has a wide open three. If we make it, we are winning. If we miss it, we are losing. That's what this game is going to come down to. That is the maximum of college basketball. That's it. It's that. It's yes. that's it. There's like three minutes left or whatever, 
And then on that very possession, Keyshawn took the three and made it. And I, I said, we just won. And we were only up four with like two whatever left. And I was like, it doesn't matter. We won. It's it's, it was basically the race of 69, yeah. even though yeah. that's not what Big Ten basketball is about, uh, which is something that we should say. Robbie Hummel, you know. Uh, oh, this, <laughs> this part of the story. Oh, my God. So we're watching the game on a delay. Mark Titus is ripping his hair out because this is the moment that Ohio State is going to it was rise like, above. It was like a 10-second delay because we were watching. We, we have the setup at the ringer where, like, some of it is, like, Apple TV and some of it's the cable box and all that. So we're watching it on a little bit of Some a of it's bullshit. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what we're watching it on. So anyways, we're watching this game on delay. Caleb Weston's at the free throw line. Your team at the time. Three-point lead. So we're already uh, on pins and needles at this point. We're, we're thinking bad things can happen because Robbie always been doing his texting bad things. Like, oh, shit, don't want to see that. Yeah. Like, hate to see that, you know? <laughs> and so he texts like, what is it? Holy shit. First of all, yeah. Robbie starts texting me with like five minutes left yes. in the game about completely... D- non-related bullshit meeting people yeah he's like i'm, I'm he, Robbie, networking robbie's calling games in des moines iowa and he's like you'll never believe who i ran into and he's texting me this with five minutes left in ohio State, and my asshole is unbelievably it's mm-hmm. it's sealed shut at butthole. this point yeah um so robbie's texting me this and i'm like god robbie what do you and he's even he's even acknowledging it in the text he's like i know you're probably watching ohio state oh, <laughs> oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> So I texted him back and I was like, yes, I'm watching Ohio State, dumbass. Please stop texting me. And then uh, he's like, this would be a great win, whatever. And then you're right. Caleb is shooting the free throw and my phone buzzes and I pick it up and it says text from Robbie Hummel. And all it says is, holy shit. Mm. And then Caleb misses the free throw. And I was like, no. And then Iowa State comes down and I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And then they get a wide open three and I go, no. Yes. It was all setting up for disaster and overtime. And that would have been a longer night for all of us. That so we're been. praying that we're praying oh. that this doesn't go down. It in fact does not go down. Ohio State gets the rebound. CJ Jackson throws it as mm-hmm. uh, like the best pass in Ohio State football history, right. probably. If it, it got completed, game over. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Uh you did it. I mean we did it. I'll say you, you know, called it. Congratulations. I did call it. Yes. Uh coming into the season, um, if we made the tournament, I would be happy. I really thought that. I thought like we we I love the team we have. I love how hard they play. These guys don't give up. They, they're they not turds. There's, there have been a lot of turds that have come through Ohio State the last three or four years. That That's kind of why. Speaking it, of turds, congratulations, Mark Turgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Just Good had job to say to, that. Good job to Just Mark Just point Turgeon. that out. Uh, th- we, we had a lot of turds. That's kind of what led to Thad getting fired was there was a lot the of turds. turds that, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of turds. The Keurigs. Um, So, I, I, like, the guys that we have aren't turds. They're good guys. <laughs> good guys. Mm. Uh, but but they're fun to cheer for. They play hard, all that kind of stuff. But they're just we, we aren't super talented, and that's a problem. And coming into the season, I was like, if we make the tournament, that's all I ask. Just make the tournament. I don't care if we lose by 30. I just want to make the tournament. So the fact that we won, I'm, you know, we're playing with house money at this point, Tate. I'm excited. I'm, I will say, though, close games in the NCAA tournament suck. It's the worst. Mm. I, there are people that will, will will argue, no, that's great. Like, I love on my team. I love feeling alive. I love you like it. it if you have no stakes. If you have no stakes, it's great. Mm. There's never a moment. It's not even, I don't even look back on the close games and feel good about it. I'm mm-hmm. not even like, man, that was awesome that we hit that shot that one time to win that game. I'm like, it all sucks. It all is horrible. I want the, my favorite memories of playing in the NCAA tournament, of cheering for Ohio State in the NCAA tournament, are always when you just beat the shit out of teams. Those are my favorite memories. <laughs> close games are horrible. I don't know. I don't know who likes this. And the fans don't remember the, you know, they don't remember the blowouts, yeah. you know, unless it's like specifically a team that they don't like. We Maybe beat Central that. Connecticut State uh, <laughs> my freshman year. We were a one seed. They were 16. I got okay. a rebound in the game, not to brag. I did get a rebound in that game. Um, that was my Good favorite, board. my favorite NCAA tournament game of all time. <laughs> And it it's was great. Blowout. It's so much better than than the next the next round. We played Xavier, and my asshole is tight the whole time. And then Ron Lewis has to hit a shot, and it's like, I mean, yeah, it's fun to watch the Ron Lewis shot, but no, like I don't have fond memories of that game. I remember like thinking. 
this sucks. We're losing. This is a horrible memory. It's like I'm put through trauma for two hours. And I don't know. That's just my little thought. Is like I I I do not like close. Take games. a swig if you Googled Ron Lewis. <laughs> how dare you? Um how dare how dare, how dare I? It's the Big Ten, baby. We gotta talk about it. So the Big Ten, they're making noise. We we joked about this to each other. I don't know what we've recorded and what we've said in real life, but in real life we said the Big Ten is going to make it to the round of 32. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna stick that chest out. And that, it chest, happens every that year. chest is out. It happens every out year. Out and about. They are flexing around. <laughs> they're talking about the round of 32. And we got to talk about the first game of the tournament because this is how it all started. This is when I knew it was a Big Ten round of 32 game. You know, this is, oh, we're just, this, we're just going to bypass North Carolina. Okay. We, we can go wherever. No one cares. Whatever they flow you want. No, we'll don't. come back to it. Go all ahead. Right, let's no, let's do the Big Ten. We got six teams, all right, right? Go ahead. We got six teams. Dude, one of the listen, round of if you want to talk about the Big Ten, I'm, I'm ready. I want to talk about the Big okay. Ten. I want to talk about the first game of the tournament, all the right. Patino Bowl. Yeah. This is what we on this program build as going to be a great game. The only <laughs> ACC Big Ten matchup that we wanted to watch. This, this will set the tone for is there depth? Is the, or is the ACC mm-hmm. top heavy? I guess we learned that the ACC is in fact top heavy. than ACC. But going in, come on, going in. Chris Mack says, he was like, I don't like this. Yeah, it's too many emotions on the table. He didn't like what was go- what his team was going through. He doesn't like his Having team. To period. Look at it. Yeah, he's looking, <laughs> he's looking at a guy that's like you know re- reminds them of Rick Pitino. Yeah. His his ghost was in the building. There's just a lot of hovering mm-hmm. over the program at this point. It's like it's like when you, you have a girl. It. It's like when you have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. but then your girlfriend has a sister, and you see, she's across the room. and she's across the room, mm-hmm. um, and then your girlfriend's sister, uh, it, your girlfriend breaks up with you, but her sister is still there, and then. You see her sister, and her sister's like, "Hey," and then you're like, "Whoa, this is weird." Just it's say like what, that. Just yeah. say what's it's up. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? How are you? This game, uh, I was not surprised by what happened. I mean, no. I was surprised that Minnesota was was making everything, um, but I, I kind of had the vibes and all the podcasts we were doing we were on on against all odds. I made this point. This was kind of the I was jumping around with a lot of my predictions, but this was like one thing I wasn't super confident. We'll get to the game I was super confident about, but um. I wasn't necessarily super confident, but I kept the, the point I kept making was that it felt like Louisville season ended when Duke ripped their hearts out, mm-hmm. and I still stand by that. I think like when the history books write about Louisville's 2019 season, which my God, why would they? The um, Schabruder film, we went yeah, through it. The 23 yeah, point, exactly. Yeah, we remember that was the. I think like you just basically say everything was going well, and then Duke happened, and then Louisville season was basically over, and mm-hmm. that's that proved to be true. Poor Louisville. Oof. Poor Chris Mack, Oof. but a great first year. You know, they overachieved. Great first year. That's what I said. It's all about exceeding expectations. So your Buckeyes, you've... Chris Holtman's had a great first yes. year. Exceeded, uh, yeah, exceeded expectations. Chris Collins had a great first year going to the tournament this year. I mean, sh- we were talking about this. Kyle pointed this out. Do you think the kid, the Northwestern kid crying that's all over, that's plastered everywhere, is he getting paid? He's like, he's 26 now. <laughs> he's at Northwestern. He's, at, he's a freshman. He's Sister Jean. Someone should do that. Can we get that meme? Can we get... You think you're, you're like, does it make you feel old yet? It's mm-hmm. a picture of the Northwestern kid. Here's the... Here is, he is Here now. is now. That's Sister, Sister Jean. Jean. <laughs> she has a Northwestern shirt on. Somebody get in trouble for that. <laughs> Let's get that move going. <laughs> She's going private school. Uh, the Big Ten. You uh, uh, back to the Big Ten at large. So the Big Ten gets seven teams into the round of thirty-two. I saw someone say that's a record, but I don't know if it, they meant a Big Ten record or an overall conference record. All you have to do it is say matter. it's a record, and it, then people. Here, here's the thing. It sounds good. It doesn't matter because the Big Ten is the only conference that would ever brag about that. Mm-hmm. I, I as this, this happens every year because. We, we were talking about Stick it. We, we always out. talk about it. Come on. I want to do a segment on here, and I think we're going we're gonna to start it. Um, we do the Big Ten stat of the day. And uh, what I mean by that is, like, if you follow these Big Ten basketball programs on Instagram or Twitter or anything, their, their official accounts, Wisconsin and Purdue are the most egregious with this, mm-hmm. I've noticed. But we're all guilty of it. All these programs will, will put, like, graphics together of stats 
that are supposed to be impressive, but it's the most convoluted shit you've ever seen. And mm-hmm. it's like, like the Wisconsin thing will put out something it's the like Sean Miller of social media posts. Yeah. It's just all caveats. Purdue will put one out that's like Matt Painter is one of seven coaches to to win one NCAA at least one NCAA tournament game as a top five seed in each of the last in, in seven of the last eight tournaments. And then they'll put that graphic out where it's like Matt Painter pointing, and then it's like Photoshop, like all this grant, and, mm-hmm. and it makes it look real nice. It's like it's Gene like, Cady's in the background yeah. looking at him. And that's yeah. hashtag boiler up. And then like Purdue <laughs> fans are like, hell yeah. And then it and has then, like a little Venmo yeah. link where you can donate money for you Purdue. supporting this. And then IU fans are commenting on it like, banners, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much and Wisconsin does and that's it too. college basketball yeah. folks yeah. That, that is Big Ten we need to start like I'm going to start finding these so everyone listening if you if you come across these from the official Big Ten like or the Big Ten like Big Ten Network is probably going to do it they're like the Big Ten is the first conference to have three instances of seven teams win a game and one NCAA t- and you're like does that mean and meanwhile like the ACC is like We've won each of the last six national titles, or we, you know, like they just we're the don't best. post. Yeah, yeah we don't, like, that, we just that's don't. the problem. We're better than you, and that's all they say. Um, but it is a great representation because the ACC, we're, the, the Big Ten is going to get like seven teams in the Sweet Sixteen. We're all going to win our second round games. Well, we can't because Minnesota plays Michigan State. But cannibalizing each other. That's just let's pretend like we will. Mm-hmm. We're going to get six. We're going to get five teams in the Sweet Sixteen. We're going to puff our chests out. We're going to get one team to the Elite Eight. We're going to get zero to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. The ACC is going to get three to the Sweet Sixteen three to the final four, three to the championship game, and then like a three-way co-champion probably because that's like how it works every year. We're Big Ten's feeling itself after the first weekend. And then ACC has a threesome. (laughs) That sounds right. But An overcompensation at the front, and then the other guy has a threesome. But that hasn't happened yet. So let's puff our (laughs) chest out, baby. Stick that chest out, baby. All right, speaking of sticking your chest out, Mark Turgeon, they beat the the Belmont Bruins uh, at 79-77. I will say, going into this game, there was uh, when Bruno Fernando misses this huge dunk, when he goes mm. up for the huge dunk, I said, that's the most Maryland basketball play that you would expect to see from this team, where it looks like this great moment, and then they just kind of blow it. And mm-hmm. Bruno Fernando was one of the, like, almost was going to be a poster boy for this type of behavior, but they were able to find a way. And I have to, after pointing out the turds and the Turgeon fans, the Turgeonites, whatever they want to call themselves, I have to admit that I was wrong. Congratulations. I believed in the Bruins. To your extension. To, give him the, the two-year extension. extension. Give, give extension. it to sign it. Sign it right now. Um, yeah. Sweet they, 16, they, that Belmont should have won it. that game. Of course. Belmont should have won. But I'm saying, this is the time where I feel like Maryland's getting over the hump a little bit. They finally oh, you think this it. is a, they've they, turned a corner. They've this turned is a program a win? Yeah, yes. Is this a program win? Exactly. This is a program win for Mark Turgeon. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm all in on it. It, it, was, uh, it was good to see. And Jalen Smith had a great game. Uh, Dylan Windler for Belmont. Uh, he's, he's an Indianapolis guy. The left-handed guy. He's going to play in the league, apparently. Scouts are telling me, my my sources are telling me that this is an NBA player. I'm very excited about this. Uh, he's from Paramarion High School, though, Southside Indianapolis. He's, a, he's an indie kid. That was his moment. He was supposed to win. Belmont was supposed... Those were the two that were supposed to happen, I think, and they didn't. Were Belmont beating Maryland. Um, everything aligned. Belmont was kind of like outplaying them. It, it was like, how could they possibly screw this up? And then Maryland did it. Uh, and then the other one, the one that was really bad was Auburn, I, New Mexico State. I will say quickly on that. Go ahead. Just beating Fran Dunphy and that being the last Temple game, you know, and we oh, get, yeah, yeah. and then for I wanted Belmont to at least make a little run because you know you knock them out, then maybe you can make you know especially coming out of Dayton. We talked about the Dayton teams being able to make a run. It felt like Belmont Dunphy, was that team. By the way, Phil Martelli gets fired mm-hmm. from St. Joe's, uh, and then Fran Dunphy was it the same day? Fran Dunphy's career ends. It was close. A, if it yeah. wasn't the same day, it was in the same. It was a forty-eight and hour. I made window. the comment yes. when Martelli was fired, and I'm gonna just double down on it now that Dunphy's done. Uh, I don't mean to disparage those guys, but like honestly, I don't think anyone really gives a shit about either one of them. They've kind of been irrelevant for a long time. Their programs have, but you can tell. 
how it's an old media. No, thing. they're old Big East. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> exactly. They're, they're old Big East for sure, and that's what I pour one out for the old Big East. Pour you one out just for tell, Fran Dunphy. Like you could tell all the pe- all the college basketball people that are tweeting about how this is a monumental thing and it's like a changing of the guard and the Big Five and Philly hoops and all that stuff. Like every single person that was like really felt like this was a monumental thing of both these guys leaving. Mm. They're all like sixty-five or older. <laughs> Every single one of them. And meanwhile, like our generation's like, who are these guys? Oh, was that the guy that coached Jameer Nelson that one time? Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> then, they're cool. like, who, then Google's Jameer Nelson. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's where we're yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Every, that, it, it's that's Oh, Delonte not... what? That was the guy that played with LeBron and had the thing with <laughs> oh, the Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. He did that rap at McDonald's that yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Delonte West. Uh speaking of NBA players, John Morant is an NBA player. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. That was we're, we're let's just go through the five twelve games. You were mentioning Auburn, so let's go. We'll start with the Murray State. We got John Morant. Uh, that was the game that everyone going into was like, are we sure John Morant's gonna live up to the hype? Everyone was saying this. Everyone <laughs> was saying this. I heard. I did a poll, and it was everyone. Everyone. John Morant goes in that game, gets a triple double, messes around, has a great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, 19, 12, 10, whatever it ended up being. I mean, he it was completely like dominated. 17, 16, and 11, I want to say. And at one point, like, he's like throwing passes, no look, and his teammates aren't even there, but you know it's a good pass because mm-hmm. they should have been there. So his it's teammates a, are apologizing to Benny, him. They're like, my bad, man. It's I, Benny the Jet Rodriguez yeah. hitting it into Smalls' glove, where he's like, just stick your glove up and I'll hit the ball to you on the pop fly. It, yeah, that's that. It, he, that's how he throws passes. It kind of reminded me of like Pistol Pete back in the day with the highlights. You see these little scrubs around him, and it's mm-hmm. just like one guy like throwing the ball at people's yeah. heads and catching it and stuff. And he like gives it to a guy and he misses the layup. You're like, you're my thinking, goodness. You're, like, thinking of, you're thinking of Bob Cousy whenever they talk about Bob <laughs> Cousy, and they're like, this guy was a fucking wizard with the ball. And then you show him, and he just like crosses over. <laughs> And then the defender's ankles break. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and like dig my tails. Like, I'm telling you, Bob Cousy. Yeah. got him in a spin cycle. Oh. <laughs> and he goes behind his back. That's all. <laughs> like, holy shit. And then, he, and he fakes the pass and shoots the jumper. I forget. Who were we having this conversation with? Was it Craig, uh, the producer? He produces some of the producer Craig to yes. some of the podcasts here. Um, I think it was him when we were at the bar during the conference tournament week. And we were having the discussion. Maybe, I don't know if you're in on this discussion. We were talking about. Uh, what year could you time travel back to and be the greatest player of all time? Mm-hmm. And I and he started like throwing out eras and he said Bob Cousy and I like I was so offended. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I would give Bob Cousy buckets like you wouldn't believe. Are you kidding me? That Start dude's it. highlight reel. Start it. Start I'm getting fired, by the way. If, if, yeah, if, Bill, if Bill actually listens yeah. to this, I'm getting fired. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's Cousy. The Coos. That's the Coos. Oh, uh, where were we? So, uh, uh, John Morant. John Morant. Beats Marquette. Marcus um, Howard. It was supposed to be Marcus Howard, John Morant. They're going to cancel yeah. each other out. That's what and everyone then, was saying before I, the game. Well, that's what I thought. Not, not going to happen. That was the one thing that people were tweeting at me they were mad about because I I said going into this that uh, I thought I thought I knew John Morant was going to get his. I knew he's incredible. I never said that he wasn't. Uh, I thought Marcus Howard and John Morant would kind of cancel each other out. And then the rest of Marquette's guys were clearly better than the rest of Murray State's guys. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It makes sense to me that Marquette would win. Um, but I, 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 I was a little surprised by that. The Marquette just got absolutely pasted. That surprised me. It definitely did. It probably shouldn't have, but it did. It felt like a one-man band. It felt like it was Marcus Howard having to do everything. It felt like if I'm Wojo, first off, I would think that Wojo would be so much more involved. Uh, shout out to Bob Hurley get the first technical of the tournament. I guess it was mm. in Dayton, so I don't know if it technically counts, but it does in my mind. Mm-hmm. Wojo is not as active as he needs to be on the sideline coaching these kids. I need mm. Wojo taking charges. I need him mm. to, to risk his, you know, risk it all, Wojo. As an aside, uh, we've already brought up three, I think at least, Coach K disciples. Yes. I just want to remind the, the the friends of the program. Who will win it? Who will win the Coach K disciple of the year, Duffy? is It's still in play. We got Johnny Dawkins playing Duke. Mm-hmm. 
on Sunday. Throw the game, Johnny. We got Jeff Capel, who's on TV right now with CBS, uh, and they're showing, he's, he's in the studio, mm-hmm. he's wearing the little pit pin on his mm-hmm. lapel. Um, he's and, like, you remember Jay-Z? Yeah, mm-hmm. he came to my game this year. Dude, they literally showed the picture of Tupac wearing the Duke number mm-hmm. five jersey, and then they put a picture of Jeff Capel next to it wearing his Duke number five jersey, and it's like, yeah. It said sponsored by Jeff yeah, Capel and yeah, yeah. Nike yeah. Athletics. So, um, I don't know. It makes you think, who's going to win the who's gonna win the Coach K Duffy? Johnny know. Dawkins. Probably Johnny. If, Probably if they Johnny win. Dawkins. We'll if they see. win. Yeah. Big year for Capel, though. Um, Next so, five twelve game, so, right? Yeah, let's talk about the five, uh, uh, Auburn, New Mexico State. That's yes. the one I want to talk about. Auburn tried to throw this game away thirty different times. Uh, I actually, I the one thing I wanted to talk about is defending my guy AJ Harris, who originally committed Ohio State, played a year at Ohio State, he's from Dayton, and then transferred to New Mexico State. He was part of the uh, uh, class of guys that all left Ohio State. Remember when I was talking about the turds earlier? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I will defend him though on the pass because the, the the big play. New Mexico State's down two. He's got a wide open layup. He jumps up and then kicks it out. Guy gets fouled on the three, misses the free throw. Um, what do you? He only made one of three, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he made two of three. He made one of three. Yeah, yeah. He missed. Honestly, he missed this two is all blurred. Yeah, I know. Together. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry, yeah. it's all blurred together. Um, but I'll defend it. And then it became a thing because then New Mexico State goes on, and then they get a shot at the end to win it, and they mm-hmm. they airball it. And it was the guy who the guy who airballed it was the guy who hit the three to cut it to one and was like flexing, and we were joking about like. That's tough to to be a guy flexing and like posturing when you're still losing. Um, and then he airballs it through. But that's for anyway, the one shining moment montage. I want to defend AJ Harris because uh, uh, I actually like that pass. I like the they're down by two, going for the win. Because um, he probably would have got a shit beat off the glass anyway. The guy's like five nine, mm-hmm. and he was trying to take it up for layup. So um, he was open, but it's one of those things where he probably wouldn't have been open if he actually shot the ball. My favorite part of this game is that Bruce Pearl was in full Bruce Pearl mode in the sense that he was as tense as possible. His mm-hmm. neck was. Uh-huh. Like veins are popping. Live look out. at Bruce Pearl. It was absolutely losing his mind on the sideline. And then they get like once they get in the locker room, and obviously it's been such a tense, you know, situation. They barely get away with that game. He just is talking to the team. He's like, guys, we're one win away from the Sweet 16. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't get it. Why like, we, like, why are we tense? Everyone's like, is- Coach, you were going literally insane five <laughs> minutes ago. You were scaring the hell out of us. I just uh, wanna I just want to remind everybody, Bruce Pearl is the worst. Uh I cannot reiterate this enough. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of towed around it last year as Auburn was good. Um, I, I just kind of like didn't want to really go in there. I, I just, I feel like somebody needs to push back on this guy. He fucking sucks. He's a douche. Am I too strong with this? Uh, Bruce, come on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Tell us your real, tell us your real feelings. Uh, he did, he, by the way, he did nothing to me personally. I have yeah. no problem with him personally. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, it's so frustrating that um, for some reason, like the guy paints his chest. He's always mic'd up. He's, he says funny things. He, they let him into the locker room and everyone's like, oh, what a great guy. No, he's not. He's Again, not. it's not personal. We're attacking the narrative. And also, pointing out, Jared Hopper, Bryce Brown, two guys on the Auburn team that, like you said, they make them take a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see Barkley in the studio. Yeah, that's Just, funny. like, falling over like in shock. Yeah. The fact that, like, acting as if he's been watching Auburn all season. Yeah, He's, yeah. like, really invested in it. And Dude, Come on, you know, he went to some games. I remember some watching games. some Auburn right. games. Yeah, he's I down there. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. like, the way that Morgan Freeman is at Ole Miss basketball games is the way that Charles Barkley's at, you know, Auburn basketball right. games. It's a, it's a sight to behold, but... It's not going to be beheld every single time you go. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can say about that. But I like the Kenny back and forth. I like them pulling against each other. Obviously, we all remember when Charles Barkley jumped up and down. You know when they you hit realize the shot. Auburn, North Carolina. Yeah, of course, could happen. 
in the Sweet 16. That'd be awesome. Charles Barkley's all in on that. That'd and be hilarious. Kenny versus Charles in the booth there watching together. Think that'd about all the background shots of those two. Like like Kenny smacking Charles in the back of the head. Stuff like that. That's that's what we want to see. Should we mm. talk about smacking people in the head? Tom Izzo. What are, what's going on with that? Yeah, Tom Izzo. So quickly, I, when that first happened, I looked at you and I said, I feel bad if that was a younger coach like a Brad Brownell or maybe like a, a Will, Will Wade. Wade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only Will, oh, Wade. Will Wade. Come on, Will Wade. Uh, if he had done that, I was like, he would get roasted in the media. And then the media still roasted Tom Izzo. So shout to shout to the objectivity the, of it all. I will say that the 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 media the, the did players roast are saying him, no. but yeah, the media also didn't. The media yeah. the, there's a lot of it. it very quickly became it, was a it got snuffed out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like most people were like, "That's the softest thing ever." If you're offended by that, and it kind of and then it became a thing where like I actually started seeing you know 12 hours later I was seeing. Almost nobody saying this is uncalled for and well, this the is inappropriate. Miles just, Bridges, like Jaron Jackson, yeah. all the former players came out and was like, this is how I want to be coached. Mm. And then it was pretty much null and yeah. void at that point. But I had to point it out. Yeah. It, and then it became, but 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 even after that happened and the story should have been over, people were still like defending Izzo. And you'd mm. see people tweeting like, what Tom Izzo did, that's his team. And they're still like really strong. And it's like, dude, the story's over. It's, it's already <laughs> like, we're all, we all already sorted it out. It's already done. It's good. It's wrong. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's wrong, but it's done. It's wrong. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna talk about uh, a lot of these other games that stood out to us, but uh, we gotta we gotta pay some bills though. All right, quick break to get a word from Sonos. Meet the Sonos Beam Tape, the smart, compact soundbar for your TV and newest addition to the easy to use home sound system. I have my Sonos still in the box. Have not unpacked it. I was made an offer from one Kyle Crichton. He's trying to get his hands on the Sonos. What is the offer again? I forget. It's a mattress. It's a mattress. Mattress, mattress the for the Sonos. I'm I'm weighing it. I don't know. You love your Sonos. Love it. Yeah. So much. I don't know if I can part with my Sonos. I I'm, I'm going. To, I'm going. I, the worry is that it's like too good. It's it's too loud. It's too perfect. It's immersive but, uh, sound. But uh, in every room. I, I hate to say, it, Kyle. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna keep it. I'm sorry. I sleep on two mattresses. <laughs> oh, nice too. Uh, with over 100 streaming services and airplay, Sonos lets you play everything you love and enjoy music, radio, movies, TV, podcasts, and more. Beam is easy to set up. It connects to your TV with just one cord and syncs with your existing remote. Love that. That's underrated. That's that you, you don't have the extra remotes lying around. You don't have a cords flying everywhere. Plus, the Sono, Sonos app walks you through setup step by step. And with built-in Amazon Alexa, you can enjoy hands-free control of your music and more. Connect Sonos speakers over Wi-Fi and listen anywhere in the house. Create the ultimate entertainment center when you pair Beam with a sub and two Sonos ones for truly immersive surround sound. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and order your Beam today. That's S-O-N-O-S.com. All right, we're back. And uh, I want to, you know, we started we started the podcast with me kind of gloating a little bit, Tate. So why don't we start this next segment with me doing the exact same thing? It's what I do best. Um, I want to talk about Nevada and mm. how Nevada was not good and how I called this and how... Uh, Florida, Florida beats Nevada. Um, almost exactly like yes. I thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Florida, I, 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 I really went all in on this uh, on against all odds with with cousin Sal, and um, I said I, I, I pointed out that Florida is kind of a good team, not not great, not I, they're okay, um, but they can't win, and that sounds absurd, but uh, it's one of those things where like Ken Palm loves them because. They actually are a good team. They 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 play defense great. Um, they're a good team. They just like can never close games out. They beat LSU twice this year. Uh, and Nevada's the opposite. They're a shitty team that finds ways to win somehow, mm-hmm. and they get down big and they always come back. And uh, I I kind of said like I 
I felt like a lot of people were going to believe in Nevada because they had a good run last year. They brought a lot of guys back. There was talk about them going undefeated. Their preseason tops, I think they were seventh, and then they got into the top five at one point. Um, I was just trying to caution people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that would make you think Nevada is going to do the run. They're not going to do the run. This is fool's gold. Stay as far away from Nevada as possible. And I got to say, that feels great. It almost feels as good as Ohio State winning. It almost feels as good as seeing your team win. To like, to, to just put your chin out there and say, I think this is going to happen in the NCAA tournament. I, this is an event that you cannot predict anything, but I am going to put my chin out there and say confidently that I think this is going to happen, and then it happens. It feels great. It's been a very long time. It's been like 10 years since I've had <laughs> that feeling. You're basically Nostradamus of college basketball at this point. <laughs> uh, I want to point out the must bust, those that were on the must bust, the ones that believe in the sandbagger. This is what it feels like when erosion happens and you don't have enough bags of sand. You know what I mean? Mm. This is this is the end of the road. This is tough. All the we've come. <sighs> Pour one out. I hate it. I miss you, must bus. And then the and then the and then the guy with the deep voice comes. He's like, "Baby, you know we belong together." <laughs> Barry White. Yeah. Well, Hopefully, it's not Barry White. I the know, guy, like, but yeah, we hope it was Barry White. Uh, pointing out, basically, must bus. This is the game where everything seemed it was going to fall in line with what we've seen with Nevada mm-hmm. over the years. Get down, make a run, Caleb and Cody. Caleb just couldn't do it in this game, mm-hmm. it, and it and it came down to our Kimba candidates. We thought Caleb could be the one. He was just jacking up shots. The Martin twins are done in college basketball. It's been a fun run from NC State. From them becoming basically the Morris twins of college basketball, where they were arguing about playing with each other, to then go to Nevada, have a nice little run last year. We remember the Cincinnati game, which we can talk about the Cincinnati nice little this run. Year. By the way, the nice little run was Into a, a, a sweet 16 trip. that you For you, Reno. You had like one upset. You beat a 10 seed in overtime, and then you came back from down 22 on a two seed that was like, it, not even a two seed because it's fucking Cincinnati who... Mm-hmm. I mean, they, come they on. Thrive, they thrive horrible. under this. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. that's a, a, we saw it today. Cincinnati gets yeah. them 18 to 5 in their game this morning. First yeah. game of the day. Cincinnati, Everyone's already like, Cincinnati's dude, the team. They're tough, but toughness doesn't always People translate. are going to take this the wrong way because I'm an Ohio State guy and they're going to think that uh, I hate Cincinnati. I don't hate Cincinnati at all. In fact, I feel nothing towards Cincinnati. I Cincinnati love the city is your Cincinnati. Queen city. Yeah. Yes. I love the city of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have no ill will towards Cincinnati fans. I hope your program, I, I loved, I actually loved hugging Cincinnati teams. Um, I hate Cincinnati's basketball program right now. I hate Mick Cronin's program. I hate I hate what he does as a coach. Those guys are not skilled ever, no matter what. Every year it's like, this is the best offense we're ever going to have. We actually have guys who could shoot. No, you don't. You never do. Uh, they're not skilled. They're not smart. They're they're not half as tough as they think they are. And uh, it's 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 so frustrating to watch Cincinnati play. It has been for like seven years, which they haven't they haven't made a Sweet 16 in seven straight tournaments, dude. This isn't an accident. Like, it's their style. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about style of play? Everyone rips on Virginia, which is fine. It's fair. They've choked. Go ahead. Rip on Virginia. But can I draw your attention to Cincinnati as well? Like, they play the ugliest brand of basketball ever, and they don't win when it matters most. And um, that's my thoughts on that. I, I really do hate it. And then it's made worse by, like, Mick Cronin's whole, like, thing on the sidelines, like, which, which is charming if you're winning. <laughs> we said that about the Hurleys. It's mm-hmm. like, if, he's, if Mick Cronin's winning, like, him being kind of a dick on the sidelines and trying to fight everybody, it's kind of funny and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're getting bounced in the first weekend every single year, I don't know. I'd be pretty frustrated by that if I was a Cincinnati fan. And I was thinking, it's almost fatigue at this point, too, with Mick Cronin. It's every single time. And he's doing mm. the Al Capone impersonation where yeah. he's, like, got the tie all, you know, set up. Yeah. And he's like, our team... People say we're tough. Yeah. We're smart. Yeah. They're like, 
Obviously, no. this is a projection, Nick. I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> is there any evidence whatsoever? I don't know. For, I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like that's the case. No. You guys were up eighteen to five, and right. you let it get right back in the game. I right. mean, and you that's take pretty stupid much. shots. You miss like thirty threes, and then you're like the thirty. In first a single one's elimination in. tournament, you it's would horrible, think dude. getting a big lead. You know, we would. It, it's like they sit on it, and then they start to press themselves. It's a. They it's have a very, dumb. They have dumb turnovers, game. dumb fouls, like mm. and ones that Iowa got. It's like, what are you doing? Since I don't know, man. But this is every single year, and I guarantee next year, I don't even know who. Cincinnati's bringing back. I I'm I just kind of am done with Cincinnati as a whole because I know it's going to happen next year. They're going to get some Juco guy to transfer in who's going to be the secret weapon mm-hmm. that can hit threes and he's they're going to be like this guy is Kyle guy and he doesn't miss and he's going to change our offense and we're a completely different team. And then they're going to win games like 46 to 41 and you know, go five for 29 from the three-point line every single game and Mick Cronin's going to be like I told you we're different. We're like, "What? No." Do you know who that guy could be? Who's that? A guy by the name of Fletcher McGee. Fletcher McGee. <laughs> and that is why the Wofford Terriers, a team that almost, we sniffed the sin out too much. You know, so, so many people were on Wofford at a certain time because they were the mm. hot team, you know, mm-hmm. coming in the tournament, being a seven seed. Seton Hall was also coming off these big wins, beating Marquette, which we learned in the tournament. Twice. John Morant, twice. Maybe not as great of a win as we may have thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villanova team, Still TBD, but they've they've done well so far. We'll see what happens in their game uh, after they beat who were the, they beat St. Mary's. They, they beat St. Mary's. Now. Yeah, they, that was the the West Coast Conference boost mm-hmm. that worked. Uh, so we get this situation now where we have a Wofford team with Fletcher McGee, who has basically become Stephen Curry of this tournament. This point. yes, he he's become the darling. Uh, I don't mind it. Um, I I was just worried. All my all the thing I was worried about with Wofford, it wasn't like I'm cheering against Wofford or. Uh, I was just a little worried that they peaked too soon, not as like the team, but as like the the attention, mm-hmm. because um, America wants their their guy. That's their star. We want the guy. Last year was Sister Jean, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but we want the we want the Cinderella mascot. We want the uh, uh, the one person that kind of comes out of nowhere. And Fletcher McGee did not come out of nowhere. For most people, if you've been following college basketball this year, you knew who this guy was. Or last year, they or even beat last North year Carolina. they beat Carolina. Yes. Like. Yeah, so most people, I know like all the casual fans probably don't know who this guy is, but most, it was not a surprise if you've been following basketball that this guy's wet as shit. Um, so I was worried about that, that like the hype came too soon and then well, Seton Hall was playing well and they were going to lose, but thankfully it did not happen. I still think they have to beat Kentucky for it to like really blow up. Mm-hmm. Like if, if Fletcher McGee goes nuts, Wofford beats Kentucky, now we have something. Now we really have the Steph Curry situation where like, People will remember. You, you remember that one year when Fletcher McGee did that? Because right now it was like he had one game. Does that really matter? I don't know. It was it was it was cool. It was awesome. It was a fun game. But like in five years, are you going to remember that time that Fletcher McGee took over the tournament? I would like to recant. Unless they beat Kentucky. I would like to recant the Curry comparison and take it to a Jimmer comparison because he did okay. have zero rebounds, zero assists. So that's more Jimmer <laughs> okay. than than it is Curry. But I also want to point out Storm Murphy. Is there a better mm-hmm. backcourt of these two no. guys? A guy, a little white guy named Storm Murphy, and then Fletcher McGee. Dude, I mean, that, sounds that like, gets in your head when these two guys are just jacking and hitting shots on you. I mean, it's it wears on you. And they, like, Fletcher McGee is built. Like, he he's an NBA. Like, he could play in the NBA. Maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah, he could. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, does the NBA like making shots? I mean, <laughs> come on. Is, 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 there a, is there a market for guys who make shots? Yes. I, I, I think there is. Uh, just yeah. ask Joe Harris. I think Wofford, um, Wofford does have a chance against Kentucky. It's a That's scary game for it's them. It's a scary game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would actually be scared if I was Kentucky. I'd, I'd be scared of all these teams because the three point line has changed everything. I'm not. I know I'm not the first to point this out or whatever. But the great equalizer. It, really, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's changed. All these guys are growing up. Like it's only going to get worse or better depending on your perspective from here. Um, 
that that more and more guys coming up through college basketball have been shooting threes earlier in life and more often in life. And back in the day when you and I were playing, I mean, I'm older, I'm much older than you. Um, but so I'll speak for myself. When I was growing up, like you could shoot threes. All the coaches were like cool shooting threes, but it was like a once every so often type thing. It was like a you know just a little side dish. Like we're, the meat and potatoes is pound the ball inside, then we'll sprinkle a little side dish of threes on. Mm-hmm. And now all these kids growing up, it's like that is the first priority is shoot threes and then try to get to the rim second, and then that's it. And all these kids are growing up, junior high, high school, whatever, and then they get to college, and and that trickles down all the way to the tiny-ass schools. The 16 seeds, that's what we saw last year with UMBC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we saw with Iona against North Carolina tonight that when they were winning at halftime. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Okay. Yeah, Iona was um, up. Yeah. But this is going to keep happening more and more is because the three-point line, uh, you know, it used to be like a luxury to have a guy who could hit threes. Now, like, you got big men on all these tiny-ass schools. You got... Guys who are six nine, big men, and they're just jacking up threes and hitting them. And so, who the hell knows what's going to happen in these games? And I will say, I mean, people that are my age, we grew up with Rip Hamilton, who's like spot up. Yeah, you specialist. remember the days yeah, when like I mean, guys were specialists? Like, it was yeah, like, it was like we knew what this person was going to do. A Cal Corver, I know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, your boy when you Rick come Stank. out. Yeah, of course, they're they're, they're going to come out and be Stank. shooters and and see what happens. But nowadays, everybody's that. <sighs> my my kind yeah. is gone. Back in my day, oh my yeah. goodness, who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Bradley, Michigan State quickly? I just want to point Please. out uh, the Under Armour teams. They did such a great job in this tournament. We were there was this little Nike stock uh, picture that we had at the bar that we t- that we wanted to treat it with Silo, uh, tweet it with Silo, just to say that Nike stock was going get going down because I think it had something to do with the Under Armour mm-hmm. uh, teams playing so well. Bradley gave Michigan State such a run in this game, mm-hmm. and they were screwing up for quite some time. We got Izzo, of course, doing the finger point. He was very upset at their team, but just a nice little hat to Bradley, and then also a nice hat tip to Virginia. Can we talk about Virginia? Yeah, we should. Uh, this is the first one seed of the day that we got a little, little first tense. one seed in NCAA tournament <laughs> history to lose to a 16 seed, but then beat the 16 seed mm-hmm. the next year. First time that's ever happened. They created history. Not enough people are talking about that. No one has ever mm. won a game against a 16 seed after losing to a 16 seed. Never happened before. It's unprecedented, and we saw it today. And, and too many people are just kind of letting that fly by without giving the attention it deserves. The tension on the sideline for Virginia in the first half. It was bad, man. You could cut it. I mean, it was, you can see it on Tony's face. He's trying to play the, it's I'm loose. But meanwhile, his shoulders are completely locked in. And he's looking over and he's like, Kyle, make a play. Pass it to Kyle. He's probably got his mind on the UCLA job. Still hasn't said no to it. He hasn't unclenched his fist yet. I mean, he was so tight, so wound up uh, in that game. And Gardner-Webb, Bowling Springs, not far from Columbia, South Carolina. I told you that they were going to travel down there. There were Virginia fans tweeting about how loud and raucous they may be. That's exactly what you get out of Bowling Springs. I appreciate that. I'm glad mm-hmm. they came to the game. And Coach Kraft had a nice game plan. They got up early in this game, got them a little tight. But you have to say something about Virginia. Since they lost last year, mm-hmm. since they learned that lesson, to the, to the come back. You know, they didn't yeah. let it get out of hand. Uh, I mean, they were down by 12 when we started really locking into this game and saying, there's a chance. There's a chance. Could it happen again? Yeah, it's like 30 to 18 or something like that. The ringer's changing the account name. To, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Gardner-Webb fan club. Yeah, I don't think they ever did that for Gardner-Webb because I liked them. They're like, yeah, uh, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> Gardner-Webb's doing great early, but Ty Jerome kind of takes over. You know, they get a little tough. There was a little bit of some jabbing back and forth. So right. Diakite do that to kind of show we're tough and we're not going to take this. Oh, you said it. Like, it, at one point... Virginia looked like they were playing Duke in the national championship. Yeah, they were like locked in. Like, like you look at their eyes, you know, it's like Mike Singletary. When you used to see him as a linebacker, he didn't blink. You know, that was how they were playing defense at one point. Jay Huff is like coming in, elbowing people. And that's what you wanted to see Mm. as a Virginia fan because 
of course they can get down in a game, but they're willing to fight back. They're not afraid. Like I said last year, what's the worst that can happen now? That was the yeah, worst thing that could have ever exactly. happened. Well, as it turns out, I think losing, losing <laughs> yeah, again right. would have They worse. could have lost again. Uh, that would have been the so funniest thing. when they were down 12 and the timeout happened, uh, I turned to you and I said, what's the funnier outcome? Mm-hmm. Losing to a 16 seed again. Yes. That's or, a double tap. You said yes to that. Mm-hmm. I think I think the funniest outcome with Virginia. Not for Virginia, but for America. Yeah, yeah. Not for, like, we love Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, if all 49 states can agree it's funny and you're the only one out, then, then that's it's just funny. a joke. Funny's funny. Yeah. Funny plays. Mm-hmm. It always plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would have been funnier with them losing again or at this point, like, as they're down 12 and everyone's memeing Virginia to hell and they're yeah. just like, it's, it's mm-hmm. going nuts. And the UMBC... T- that the UMBC Twitter guy is chirping in. He's like, hey, remember me? Was he really? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, really was. Definitely was. Yeah, it's like, hey, remember me? And it's like, dude, we hated you after like 12 hours, but there's still some nerds on Twitter who love that guy for some reason. I don't get it. No, they I, don't. I never no, get they it. don't. I never no, ever Those are got him that. on other accounts. Check the Someone accounts. will have to explain UMBC Twitter guy to me. Uh-huh. I never, ever liked him. Never got it. Never. I never got it. Um, It was, I got it for, okay, I, I shouldn't say never. I got it for five minutes when the guy was just like, I'm happy my school won. And I was like, I'm happy for you, buddy. And then Sister Jean, I love yeah. her compared to him. Yeah, yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> he's the worst. Uh, so he's chirping in, and, and all these meetings are happening. I said, wouldn't it be funnier if Virginia goes on to win the national title after losing to a 16th seed on the brink? They weren't really on the brink, but it, like people were acting like they were on the brink of losing again. And then now they come back, they beat Gardner-Webb pretty handily. Uh, second half, Tony almost. They scored 20. A lot of people are asking me, Tate, does it count as a t- Tony if the other team scores 20? No. It does not. It has no. to be under 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so They almost got the Tony. Uh, uh, I think it, I think it's funnier. I think the funnier narrative is if Virginia wins the national championship from here, that they lost to the 16th seed. They looked very susceptible against the 16th seed. There's not a single, outside of this room, I don't think there's a single non-Virginia fan on earth who trusts these guys. And that would make it hysterical if they ran the table from here. It's called redemption. Yeah. I believe in that. Uh, I also want to point in the South region, everything is falling in their favor. You got the Anteaters, they upset Kansas State. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So you got a 13 seed that's now moving on. You knock one team out of their bracket. You got Tennessee, a team that if you looked at halftime, they're up 12 Does not and a half. They look great right now. Yeah. yeah, they go against Colgate. Colgate makes a run in the second half. And now Tennessee, it's just kind of like, where are we as a team? After laying the dud against Auburn, Auburn twice, in the SEC title game. I mean, twice. They lost, you know, yeah, they, yeah, I mean, that's back, true. Yeah. Then, even Barkley pointed that out. He was like, look, I don't like when a team loses and then they play the team a week later and they still get their ass beat. <laughs> that's true. You know? And I was like, I don't either, Charles. Yeah, like, that's a good I point. I don't like that. Uh, and Colgate made a nice little run them. Then you look at the three seed there. Uh, Purdue. I mean, we, we all know what Purdue is. Purdue, Purdue is just like what you are with Ohio State. They're an overachieving team. Purdue is, I mean, yeah. Purdue and fans, they're playing Purdue Villanova, fans, though, a team that is a, an overachieving team at this well, point. That, well, you know, you bring up a good point because you're saying that the bracket. Playing out well for the car, for Virginia. For Virginia. Right yeah. it, it lines up well for Virginia. It also lines up well for Purdue. So you're looking at Purdue. you got to beat Villanova. Mm-hmm. This is a great matchup for Purdue. Villanova just basically shoots a ton of threes and walks the ball up the floor. Yep. Purdue can, it's basically going to turn into a three-point contest. Purdue can shoot threes. I'm not saying Purdue's going to win. Um, but if you're telling Matt Painter, you're like, hey, this game's going to be a three-point contest. Are you cool with that? He's probably saying, yeah, I'll, I like that. I like our chances here. Um, and then Iowa and Tennessee, neither one of those teams should scare Purdue whatsoever. Uh, and it's crazy because Purdue has not been to Elite Eight since 2000. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, they have to beat Villanova and then Iowa or Tennessee to get the Elite Eight. They could be the, the one Matt Painter team that's made the Elite Eight, which is absolutely hysterical because I think this Purdue team is like, the ninth best Matt Painter team he's had. And they're probably 
not probably it's Purdue. Let's be honest. But uh, they have a very good chance of of doing something that Matt Painter's never done. It's wild. That's the NCAA tournament. I miss Isaac Haas. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not even going to say. It. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to stay away from that one. Yeah, but I'm just I'm saying. Gonna, you were talking about former players, Dakota Mathias, Isaac Haas. Yeah, they, dude. Purdue, they were on this team. This Purdue's year. team last year. They're going to make a run. Yeah. Purdue's team last year would beat this Vince, Purdue team Vince by Edwards, thirty. Yeah. if they played each other. But yeah. that's not you know that's not how it works. And the same with Michigan State. With like Michigan State's team last year would beat this Michigan State team by seventy. But this Michigan State team might end up being more successful. It's wild. That's how it works. So. Uh, we're gonna take one more break. We'll come back, uh, tie up some of these other games that that we need to touch on. We got to talk about Duke. We still have to talk about North Carolina. We haven't mm-hmm. gone over your thoughts on on Carolina. Very close, very very close. Came down to the wire, narrowly escaped. Dare I say, a 16 seed. Um, we'll we'll we'll, we'll hit all of that and wrap this thing up. We're also brought to you by the hit Showtime series Billions, starring Emmy Award winners Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis. Everything changes this season when enemies become allies as longtime rivals Chuck Rhodes and Bobby Axelrod are forced to work together to claw their way back on top. The scheming and sabotage will leave you guessing as they seek revenge on anyone and everyone who stand in their way. That's the LSU way. Don't miss a new season of Billions starting Sunday at 9 p.m. To get a free month of Showtime, go to Showtime.com and enter code SHINING. This offer is for first-time subscribers only and expires March 31st. Wait, say that again? Free Showtime? To get a free month of Showtime, go to Showtime.com and enter code SHINING. First-time subscribers. Expires March 31st. That has my attention. Back to the podcast. All right, Tay, we just got done talking about Virginia Gardner-Webb game a little bit. Um, weirdly enough, Virginia was not the only one seed that had a semi-scare against a 16. In fact, they were not even the only ACC one seed that had a semi-scare against a 16. In fact, there were not only two ACC one seeds that had semi-scares mm-hmm. against 16 seeds. All three of them had... A little iffy. Duke was the one that was less concerning. Duke was, you know, I don't think anyone was really thinking this is worrisome. Uh, Virginia was very real, as we already said. How real was it for you, North Carolina, Iona, trailing at halftime? How real was it like, are we really going to lose to a 16 seed? It wasn't that real because I ran away from you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking did. <laughs> it really did. That's pretty much what it was. I was uh, I was already in my head about this. Uh, people were telling me the Titus curse is real. I don't believe in curses. You never believed in it. But I am very superstitious. There you very. go. Very. Okay. Like, knock on wood three times. If I see a black cat, X the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Things like that. So I'm already worried. I got my lucky socks on. Socks I always wear when we win. Got my shirt on. Going mm-hmm. in basketball. Felt good about it. Sitting next to you, felt like Tony Bennett against the 16th seed. You know, <laughs> sweating, looking live, over, live trying, to act like I, yeah, trying to act like I don't really care, but I'm like, oh my God, are they going to lose to Iona? And a little history lesson here. Iona, a team that North Carolina has history against, 2002, Sean May goes down with an injury, kind of mm. ruins their whole season. They lose that game, but it also leads to Matt Darty getting fired, Roy mm. Williams getting hired, and North Carolina, the program changes. So I thought this might be one of those times where Iona does the changing of the guard on the other side. They upset Carolina. I'm playing the worst, you know, everything that could go wrong in my head is what I'm playing at while I'm sitting there next to you. And I'm sitting in the chair. It's like a get out moment. And then mm-hmm. it's like a single tear is going down my face. And then I ran away. And so, I went and watched the game by myself. And I was having a great time. I'm dancing. We're hitting threes. <laughs> Kobe White's getting and ones. Cam Johnson's hitting threes. Roy Williams high-fiving people. And I was like, what, what am I doing? What? what is happening? <laughs> ah! So that's how I felt. It felt great. Uh, North Carolina got it together. Dude. They, they came out soft. They got hit in the mouth. They didn't mm-hmm. rebound well in the first half. 
Iona's a good team. And uh, who who said they should be a 14 seed? Was that Goodman? Seth Davis. It's, oh, never mind. Don't count. Uh, <laughs> they probably hey, could have been about a 13, 14 he listens, seed. He's a, he listens to the pod. Oh, I, I, I mean, Seth, Seth Davis said, is the Duke guy. His opinion doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just yeah, kidding. He listened you know. to one pod one time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was the opening. He was like, what the hell? They talked about Bud Light for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it felt for North Carolina in this um, game. It, it was it was ugly early. I will admit, Iona had a great game plan. They didn't to make threes. They're, basically, well, make they're shots. supposed to run. Like yeah. they're supposed to run. So they came out and tried to go slow. The coach was on Francesa this week, and Francesa was like, "What, what do you think is going to happen in this one?" He's like, "Probably going to lose." <laughs> <laughs> Be quite honest. So as soon as he said that, I was like, "He's too, you know, ready to lose. Like they have nothing to lose." Right. And then I also had all the Carolina. A lot of Carolina fans are new thing. They're they're really mad at Virginia. The South's oldest rivalry is back. Like they're going at Virginia fans, and what they that's go, weird. It's but, weird. But what they go at them with is the 16 seed thing. So if right. you throw that karma at, like out in the world, and you're just like, "Well, we ain't losing no 16 seed," that's when it comes back in your face. All that was being thrown at me, thrust at me, but then I got away. I think I think it does underscore that we are going to see another 16 beat a one relatively soon. I mean, not. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think we're out of chances. If I'm looking at the bracket, <laughs> I think yep, it's yep, over. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, not happening this year. Uh, but I think it's going to happen again, relatively, whether ten years, or whatever, which would be kind of soon, given that we had all those years from '85 to last year where it never happened, and then now, um, I think it's going to happen. And does the that say something about parity in college basketball? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Pay the players. Hmm, interesting. Mm. Uh. No, the, the, the three-point line thing. As you said, just, the teams are going to run and, and jack threes. So here's how here's how I saw this play out from my perspective. First of all, I wasn't really watching the Carolina game with you, so I didn't think the Titus curse was in effect because every other time it's in, it effect, in effect. Yeah, that's what I learned. It's probably in effect. <laughs> every other time um, we're watching Carolina, like we're actually watching Carolina. What, yeah. what this situation was is we you had were two big-ass TVs. Yeah. We're sitting next to each other. You're looking at the one on the left. I'm looking at the one on the right. We're not even paying any attention to each other's games. Um, so I'm I'm kind of like during Ohio State timeouts, I would turn and look at the North Carolina score, whatever's going on in that game, and I see Carolina's losing. I'm not trying to say anything to you because that's the other part of the tightest curse. There's no, there, I'm not talking shit to you. Mm-hmm. I'm actually cheering for Carolina. Yeah, I want I you to win. I'm happy yes. for you. Yes. Um, and then at at some point you get up, and I thought you're going to the bathroom. So you get up to go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, Tate's probably got to pee. I go back. I'm watching the Ohio State game, whatever, whatever. Timeout happens in the Ohio State game. I look over at Carolina. Carolina started coming back. And I turned to the other guys that were that were in the room, and I was like, oh, damn, Carolina's making a little comeback, and Tate's missing it. And then I was making it. Yeah. <laughs> and then a little time goes, and Carolina starts coming back more, and I'm like, did that son of a bitch? Mm-hmm. Did he leave? I found him in the office, dude. Yeah, he and he was in the office. Grin on his face. Yeah, because I said, I said in Hilarious. my mind, I was like, if Leaky Black and Seventh Woods come in this game, I got to get out of here. And they both got up, and I was like, I got to go. You were like the one guy you never believed in the Titus Curse all along, and now, I, now you believe. I believe. So I saw it. I saw it in real life. I've never, I've never felt something <laughs> like that. I never felt so out of control. Well, it was funny because he gave himself 20 points lead, and then he came back, and then they started closing the lead a little bit. Yeah, they started, like, as soon as I walked in to say what's up to you, it's like, and another three from Iona. And here they true. come. Carolina, here come the Gales. Carolina's up 20-something with three minutes left. I was like, I'm about to leave, uh, Titus. This is a— uh, Oh, God. You should have seen so, my phone. My whole phone was like, get away from Titus. Please get away from Titus. <laughs> is Titus near you? It's so funny, dude. What I didn't do anything. I, lo- I love Carolina. I'm cheering for you guys. I want you to win. I want you to be happy. I want us to. I want Carolina to play Ohio State in the lead eight and Ohio State win in a close game. But we'll all have fun and we all go out and celebrate a great it season together. 
That's what you I want. You have like 50 year old women trying to stab you. I know. That are That's what fans. I've learned. I'm like not welcome in Carolina. <laughs> it's like I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> hey, bless your heart, but you're going to have to get out of here. At least we know how far you need to get away from him. At yeah. least, it's at least from to our office. Yeah, yeah. it's about thirty yards. You don't have to be. You could be remotely on the same. Duke block. fans. Yeah. I feel like this could be a. a it's a, a cordial. It's a cordial break. I feel like this could be a really bad movie. Uh, someone could write where like a guy. It's basically like Steve Bartman situation, but like basically mm-hmm. a guy who becomes like an integral, a central figure in some rivalry, and like like Duke fans start loving me, yes. and I, I just I, you I become KJ Mora. They have yeah. you at the game. Yeah, I'm just like walking around living my life, and Duke fans are like shaking my hand, and kissing me. And they're like, "We love you so much." I'm like, "What did I?" That'd be a funny. You're movie. Like JJ Reddick, get away from if me. If the guy has no idea why people love him and hate him and all that, I don't know. Movie idea. Write that down, Kyle. We're gonna we're gonna work on that script. So Adam Sandler goes to <laughs> the mall and he like wants to do some things at the mall. All right, let's look ahead. Are there any other? First of all, let's look back. <laughs> let's take a look back while looking ahead. <laughs> Are there any other games we got to talk about before we do look ahead? Quickly, what else? What else jumps out to you? I mean, Liberty won. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we have to bring up the Flames. That's a nice five twelve upset. Oregon's also the Pac twelve. We've been uh, Oregon is in the Pac. We have not been fair to the Pac twelve, as as eh, you all know. I don't know. I mean, I think we've been fair. We've been, we've been we've been fair enough, I guess. But <laughs> Oregon goes on. Uh, Washington moves on as well. So we get those those two programs in the Pac twelve. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Into the second round, good do, for, do good you wanna, for the brand. Do, should we go and list every other team that won and just check? That? No, we, we just got to uh, point it out. LSU beat Yale. Arizona State lost L- in the Pac-12. That's true. <laughs> Buffalo is also Bob Hurley. Congratulations, first technical, also oh, out in the first round. Yeah, Bob Hurley. As is tradition. Interesting, huh? 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 The Hurley brothers. Interesting. How many Tommy s- Alter knows the Hurleys. Yeah. How many Sweet Sixteens are the Hurley brothers? Huh? Interesting. Too many to count. Interesting. Yeah. Um. LSU beat Yale. That was that was kind of uh, <laughs> that was an interesting game because uh, I thought Yale was a good. That was team. when the pendulum. That was a pendulum yeah. swing game where the pendulum went all the way here for mm-hmm. Yale, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I like this team a lot." LSU has no well, no coach at the moment. Again, Will Wade. I think I think everyone that but liked have, Yale yeah, had reasons to like Yale. It was just LSU was just so damn athletic and mm-hmm. long and just swallowed Yale alive. And that uh, when Nas Reed threw down that big dunk. That was uh, that was the sign of the difference between the two teams. So, but all in all, a pretty pretty uneventful first round. That's what I was gonna say. That's what Robbie Hummel when we called him, he said, you know, I don't know, nothing really stood out to me. I guess the one one sixteen games were some of the most interesting games, and they had Jim Nance calling them, mm-hmm. so the stage was set for these big moments. But for the for the most part, I mean, it was pretty. I wouldn't say it was pretty chalk, but if you watch the games, you could you could kind of figure out the best team was winning. Yeah, like because even the upsets that happened weren't really that shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. There, there was no. What, I mean, what was honestly the most shocking result of the entire first round? I, hmm, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the whole thing right now. I mean, Murray State winning obviously was not that shocking given John Morant. I guess it'd be Liberty, but mm-hmm. like we both. Mississippi State like did nothing for us. I'm not gonna lie, Maryland. See, Maryland beating Belmont was probably the most shocking thing that happened yeah, to me. Yeah, no kidding. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, uh, UC Irvine was is technically the yeah the, the Anteaters. Yeah, they're the 13th seed. They're the by seed. They're the worst team left in this thing. But uh, they beat, won 30 games and yeah, a lot of people yeah, like exactly. Them. Yeah. So that's not that you know you're not shocked by that. Um, which is a good thing because as the good teams win. Uh, they're going to have to play each other, and that means we get good games. So uh, I actually don't mind this. We we, we firmly put our flag in, in Team Blue Blood, uh, Team Non-Upsets last last uh, tournament. Um, so I'm going to do that again and say that I like good teams winning basketball games. It's much better that way. We learned that better. with UMBC last year. You really that was, did. That was that the game, worst part. Yeah. The Kansas State-UMBC game was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was it was dreadful to watch. Uh, 
and no one wanted to admit it because they become UNBC fans. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really brutal game to watch. So I'm glad the that UNBC we're, we're not guy is games. tweeting right now about yeah, what you yeah, said. He's, like, he's so upset. Uh, uh, all right, so let's look ahead. What uh, what 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 sticks out to us? What what are we trying to solve here? Um, Murray State, Florida State. Does that have your attention? A little twelve four game. How do we feel about Florida State? This a little is a- closer against Vermont than I thought it should have been. We were high on Florida State. I feel like Florida State's an interesting. I feel like Florida State is the team every year that Cincinnati wants to be. How about that? I don't know if that's a compliment or yes, insult. Yes, they are winning to, games. So, yeah. yes, they want to win games. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Hamilton in that game against Vermont, he was doing a lot of stuff to basically shoot themselves in the foot, at any, which mm. is a very tournament thing for Leonard to do at times. Not this early in the tournament. I do want to see. What are you talking about, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> How much time? Uh, John Morant, Terrence Mann. That's a good matchup. I want to watch those two guys uh-huh. play each other. Those are two NBA players that we care about. I think that this is going to be the time when we see the difference between John Morant and the rest of his teammates going up against. You know, this is going to be right. the differentiator. Right. I would. I would suspect. But also, I could. I don't really think Leonard's going to draw up a game plan to you know just figure out how to double team John Morant. I think he's going to let him go and do what he does and expect him to play their I'll, normal game. Florida State, a lot of isolation. Florida, Florida State, State can contain John Morant much better than Marquette ever could. Marquette didn't have the personnel to ever do it. They they were never going to stop slow him down. Um, Is Kofer so, playing? Do we know Phil Kofer? I would say no. I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't think. I would say I don't, I don't think, think no. he is. Kevin Golly's probably their best big man on their team. Let's just say he's not, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. he's not. Um, Wofford, Kentucky sticks out to me too, though. That mm. that's a that's a game I'm very I'm looking forward to very much tomorrow, uh, Saturday. I think if I have my day straight. Um, tomorrow. Yeah, that's gonna be a great 11, game. Eleven forty on the West Coast for who's, all the Pac-12 who's fans. Guard, who, who would you put on Fletcher McGee? The choices are basically Hagen's, Kelton Johnson, or the sneaky pick would be Tyler Hero. Yes, because these white guy shooters mm. know how to guard white guy shooters. Mm-hmm. It's just like I know your moves. I know yeah. your moves. It's like a Jedi. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think Hagen's will be the one that they put on him though, right? And he's supposed to be Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can really go wrong, but uh I think you should I think I'd worry about Storm. St- the Storm's coming. I think Fletcher, I think Fletcher's just a little like, you know, like draw away the attention from Storm. Storm's gonna have a big game. Here's like the question. That. Uh when it when when it happens, um where where they go all when they go all in, uh the, the whoever Wofford's playing goes all in on stopping Fletcher McGee, does is Fletcher have the capacity. I'm not saying either way. I don't really know. I haven't been following Wofford that much. I've watched probably four Wofford games mm-hmm. in the last two years. Um, does he have the capacity to like be fine with shooting six times in a game because he's like getting double teamed? And I don't know. I, I'm not, no, no, you don't think so. I mean, Fletcher's gonna shoot. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's what would worry me is like Kentucky comes out and they're face guarding him and they're just like we're just not gonna let you touch the ball, and then. Hopefully Fletcher's like that's cool because now all these other guys are going to be open and I'm just going to create shots for them. But uh, I'm excited to see Coach Cal how he's going to coach this game with these guys, especially (laughs) with all the rumors circulating. Like there was a big report that Coach Cal was going to go to UCLA. He still has not said no. He said I want to retire at Kentucky. I I want this to be my last job. But he did not. If you read the tweet that he put out, he did not technically say no to UCLA. So, and if Anthony Davis is going to LA, that's his guy. Ooh. I don't know. And then he, mm. No, Kentucky fans are so upset right now. I know. <laughs> we know we know Cal's going to stay. He he's he's only going to go to Alaska if he goes anywhere. Uh, Auburn Kansas is an interesting game. That is uh, those two teams. Kansas are... beat the shit out of Northeastern. <laughs> yeah, Northeastern is yeah. horrible. We said like I, I should yeah, I should a little mea culpa team. for Kansas man like because yeah. I've I've been out on Kansas for a long time obviously uh, 
they've had a ton of problems this year. Um, and I, I mean, I don't believe in them or anything, but I guess we got to tip the cap to them and give credit where due. Like, they destroyed Northeastern. That was incredible. So, good job, Kansas. And this is a real chance to see if Marcus Garrett doesn't play in this game. Apparently, he has some sort of sickness. If Auburn presses and gets them kind of out of their funk, mm-hmm. maybe this is a game that they can rattle Kansas and get a nice win. So, Bruce uh, Pearl, coach him up. Uh, I'm worried about Houston. Houston destroyed Georgia State today. Um, Corey Davis had like 26 and 7 and 6. And um, I'm worried. I'm officially worried. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember we did the bracket show, and I was fleshing it out, and I said, I'm not that scared of Houston. And then I, I literally turned to Kyle, and I was like, mark that down so you can just throw it back in my face. Uh, I, I'm really worried that's going to get thrown back in my face. But that's okay. Because like I said, <laughs> I just wanted to make the tournament. That's okay. We won tonight. That's all that matters. That's sort We're of the good. first round. If you win in the first round, it's like, yeah, it's I mean, okay. It's okay. We did it. Uh, uh, we, we got there. Uh, uh, Baylor-Gonzaga is a game I'm also going to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that 1-9 matchup. want to see the length of Baylor. Uh, also want to point out... Taco Fall versus Zion Williamson. Yeah. Johnny Dawkins mm. versus Coach K. Is, 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 that, is he still there? Is he still there? Uh... I don't think that's going to actually be a good game, but the storylines will be fun going into it. Uh, do you think that Maryland-LSU is the least interesting game? Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Maryland fans must it, hate me honestly, at Honestly, I think LSU, like, I think I've completely discredited LSU. Yeah. I, I think, like, I thought the FBI stuff would matter, but then the more I think about it, the more I realize the whole reason that their coach doesn't exist right now, that they don't have a coach, is because he was paying to get great players there. Yeah. Ipso facto. They have a ton of great players on that roster right now. Yeah. And I, I didn't actually put all that together. Yeah. Until, Will Wade uh, is not going to risk yeah. going to prison right. for players that don't get out of the first so, round. So LSU is actually That, is, that right. is rule number exactly. one. Like that, exactly. I mean, like I'm not going to go to jail yeah. for you to lose to Yale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that on a shirt. That's true. Release the tapes or reinstate. <laughs> I'm not going to jail to lose to Yale. <laughs> It's <laughs> just march around bad news. Yeah, let's make a hat. Uh, all right, yeah, and we we could again we could list every team, every, every team <laughs> we really wanted to. That's what I feel. I feel like we're at that phase of the podcast where we're just like, yeah, and you know, I'm looking at Oregon, UC Irvine. That has my attention. Um, I will no, say the, it just it overwhelms you. I mean, it really does, it's just but in a, a good way. A, in waves, it's in, in a good waves. way. It's yes. madness. It's dare madness. I say yes. Uh, it is. Oh, before we go though, um, do you need other thoughts on the tournament? No, I, can we, we talk up? about the people that got fired quickly? Yeah, just Bryce to, Drew. Yeah, giving the out. Avery Johnson. Giving the axe. Uh, Avery Johnson, his Jones. son leaves. That's usually what happens. Like when the son leaves and the son's done on the other side. That's why, Brad, I mean, mm. how how close? When is the That's end why of the you road? Got mm. Get one more year and then. Viking mm. Jones was uh, retained at Cal. <laughs> I like that there? it wasn't like it's retained. You know, like yeah. the fact that he's staying was news. That's like, hilarious. <laughs> like, that is hilarious. We're going to keep Waking, and it, like, we have to put that as a news release because everyone suspects that he will be gone. That's hilarious when that happens. We've heard rumors that. that like it's there's a there's a belief that there will be someone on the other side of Waking, so this is a bridge. But I do like there's that they put that out. that yes. there are sources uh-huh. are telling us that uh, they're buying time because a certain person that they have their eye on doesn't have proper credentials. credentials and qualifications. And then when that person gets the proper credentials and qualifications, they will fire Viking Jones. Mm-hmm. That's what sources. And Viking said, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're going to pay me one more year for this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. we're going to keep running two, three Sweet. zone. Um, yeah. Bryce Drew was fired. Your thoughts? 
tough for Vanderbilt, uh, mm. tough for recruiting, right? This is a this is a sign of the times. You would think I saw Jay Billis is very upset about this. It's he's wrong. Like, he's only given three. He's been given three years, uh, and then everyone's response was, "Yeah, he didn't he win a game didn't win in the conference. Game. <laughs> yeah, like maybe this is the time to fire him." But people forget that Coach K, you know, he's struggling his first few years. What would he happen did. if he got fired? What would um, happen? So I don't know. That's where we're at with Bryce Drew. I I feel like he'll land on his feet somewhere because if you can get guys like Simi Shitu and Darius Garland to commit, uh, we don't know how, but Mm -hmm. maybe they're getting ahead of that. Mm -hmm. But pouring out. Oh, the the Drew family. Vanderbilt just got a new AD, right? That was Mm -hmm. part of it too. Mm -hmm. It was like the new AD stepped in. Was Stallings back? I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world that I'll kill kill you. (laughs) Tell him. (laughs) Tell him that. Oh. God damn it. I love it. First round, baby. Way. Look at that. Yeah. Our brand, is, we're on the same We're way. here. We did it. Uh, all right. So that is our first round coverage. Again, we know that basically everything we said is already around. Null and void. But we'll uh, be back on Sunday to actually break down What are the first games? Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's do this the, again. The Where first game is Maryland games? LSU tomorrow. That is the first game. Yeah, I don't care. I really 12-10. Don't. I, think, I think like, here, here, here's what will make me care. If LSU like just destroys Maryland. Mm-hmm. Then I will care because I'll I'll start like buying into the belief. Nas Reed, Bruno Fernando, though it's a good matchup. If because L- I do want LSU to go far because it would be hysterical if LSU had to vacate. Like if yes, like every every step of the way we're like, I mean, this is hilarious. They're <laughs> <laughs> they could win the national title and get it vacated in the same day. That's they hysterical. go to halftime. And they're like, isn't this hilarious? Uh, yeah, <laughs> coach, your thought. Like, Candace Parker and Brendan Haywood, like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, y'all are crazy. Who's their interim coach right now? I don't even know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And Charles Barkley said he's coaching for a head coaching yeah. job. He didn't even know his name. He's like, and my guy on the yeah, sideline. My guy. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> they put a microphone in his face at halftime. They're like, Coach, you're up 17 on Maryland. He's like, what I'm the trade the conditioning coach. Goes, what the hell? He goes, Isn't this hilarious? That's all he says. <laughs> uh, uh, the I second, just talked to Javante Smart. He said, this is hilarious. Oh, oh dude. Th- so in the second round, we get this. So we get the Maryland LSU game by itself mm-hmm. at 12, 10 Eastern, uh, 9, 10 out here. And then we get the Kentucky Wofford game by itself. I love that. So all of America, all eyes will be on Fletcher McGee versus Coach Cal. Coach Cal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Brad Calipari. And then we get the, uh, and then the wave start, the, the evening wave start. Um, Florida, Michigan, Murray State, Florida State. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just reading the schedule now. If, if, if you want to read the schedule, you can do that yourself. Florida, Michigan, Gatorade versus Derek Jeter. So keep your eyes on that. Mm. What? That's, the, that's <laughs> how they got their Jordan affiliation. Derek Jeter, Michigan, Gatorade, Florida. Goes Take all, that to the, the top. Uh, we will be back Sunday. We will uh, Sunday will be a better show. <laughs> it will be much better, but also like this is what happens when you watch March. Yeah. I mean, we've been stuck. In bars, rooms, wherever. Shout out to Tony P's. We were there for nine hours yeah, we yesterday. Were. Tony Pouring P's out for Lombardi. Uh, shout out to uh, I, I won't even name the bar. No, no free ads. Uh, Tony P's hooked us up, so I'll give them a free plug. But uh, uh, the bar we tried to go to today in Hollywood that mm. was it, it wasn't even open till four o'clock, and you're like, bro, are you a sports bar? March Madness is going on. What what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say it enough. L.A. is the worst college basketball city on earth. <laughs> Goddamn mayhem. It, it's horrible. Come on, Tony uh, Bennett. Come on, come yeah, on down. We will be back though on Sunday, breaking down uh, the Sweet Sixteen. Will be set by that by that point. We'll, we will be doing another podcast, kind of like this, uh, right after Ohio State beats Houston to, to clinch the Sweet Sixteen, and um, North Carolina beats Washington. And we're looking at each other like, are we doing it? Are we going to Kansas City? And then we get the we get told no. Um, we'll be doing that on Sunday, so check that out. Uh, thanks for listening. See you in Kansas City.
All right, before we go, one more word from our good friends over at Sonos. Meet the Sonos Beam, the smart, compact soundbar for your TV and newest addition to the easy-to-use home sound system. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and order your Beam today. That's S-O-N-O-S.com. Get that immersive sound. Get that that high-quality, that 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 Tate Frazier-approved Sonos Beam. Approved. Sound. Go go listen. Get the Sonos Beam and listen to me do the Bud Light ad with the deep voice. That's like a the old Howard Stern bit. You know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen Private Parts, you know what I'm talking about. Go uh go get the Beam. Go listen. You know what I'm talking to, about. Go listen to the uh, Bud Light ad I did. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. And also go listen to <laughs> go watch Billions on Showtime. This is the season where everything changes. Enemies become allies, and ally, allies become enemies. Starring Emmy Award winners Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis. And Will Wade. I wish. Don't miss the new season of Billion Sunday at 9 p.m. only on Showtime. See you on Sunday.